Hello, queen, and welcome to the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser. This is where you get to take your CEO status to a whole new level. We are all about taking ownership of who you are now, how you got here, and why you want what you want. We heal, guide, visualize more than what you think is possible for you, and I teach you how to make it happen. We make the present to future journey fun, sexy, attractive, exciting, so that creating five-figure months is a no-brainer. It's possible. We do it, and we want you in our tribe. I'm so freaking happy you are here. Now let's get started. Hi friends, and welcome back to another episode of the CEO Mindset Method. I am your host, Erin Titanser, and today we have a very, very special guest, someone that I feel very connected to through social media. I found her a while ago, Miss Erin Claire Jones. Thank you for coming on today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Um, so Erin is a she is my human design leader. She does not know that. <laughs> I point her, I point everyone to Erin um, because I'm new to human design. You know, when people go and take their um, their test, they're like, okay, well, where can I find more information? And I always just send them your Instagram account oh. um, so that they can just learn more because you put it in so easily where you have notes for generators, note for projectors, and you kind of dive in deep and... Yeah. So can you give everyone just an intro about how you got into it and what type you are? I know we'll get into the types, but um, just like a, just an intro to that. Of course. Well, thank you for that sweet introduction. I'm so glad that you've been finding value. I love sharing on Instagram. So it's nice to hear that. Um, I, my name is Erin. I am a projector, which we'll talk about later. Um, and I've been working with human design for since 2015. And I discovered it very serendipitously. I live in New York and basically was at a friend's gathering and sat next to a stranger. And the stranger was like, I'd love to like do a little human design reading on you. And me, like many people, are like, okay, tell me everything. You know, I was super <laughs> curious. And um, he did a little re- reading for me on the spot, and it was so resonant. And I always say that it was like equal parts relieving and confronting. There was a part of me that was like, I've never heard somebody so precisely put into words my life experience. And there was another part of me that was like, but I'm not living any of it. And I've been trying so hard to be everything but that. Is that really allowed? Um, And yeah, and and he like that first night, he was just like, you know, you're not meant to be a doer. You're much better suited to be a leader. You're not here to chase after things. You're here to be invited in. You're not here to be spontaneous. You're here to feel into things. Like I was just living the opposite of all of it. And he actually ended the conversation by saying, I think that you're meant to do this. And I think that we should do this together. And human design is not predictive. It's not like he was like, you know, you must do this. But he really just had, I think, a real instinct around me, but also around kind of our potential collaboration. Our charts were super compatible. Um, And so it was kind of wild. You know, I, I didn't say yes immediately. I felt into it. And I said yes, like a month or two later. And 
Um, he was my first teacher and we built a business together for two years till 2017. Um, and then I started my own practice in 2018. And, you know, when I first started, it was like really new. No one had any idea what I was talking about. So I'm really lucky that I'm at a time right now where everyone is like in love with human design. I'm like, finally, people care about it. But that was definitely not my experience starting my first business. Yeah. And I love how you said, like, I feel like the biggest piece for me with human design is what you were saying, like letting go and letting come in. It's like permission slips to stop doing something, but then permission slips to do what you've been feeling like you need to do, but you are trying to so hard to be like someone else. So it's, yeah, it's those permission slips granted on both sides. And so free. Absolutely. So freeing. I think that like human design often doesn't tell us anything new. It just like gives us a language to kind of think about how we operate. Um, and just to like articulate it to the people that we love and to ourselves. And like you said, it just gives us so much permission. I think it doesn't change who we are. It just like gives us such utter and full permission to be exactly who we are. Yes. And to let other people be who they are. Like I know when I put in my husband and my kids, it's all, all of a sudden it's like, the brain has opened and I'm totally understanding why they are the way they are and why they do the things they do. It's just so much acceptance. Mm-hmm. It's really such a beautiful tool and family and relationship because I think we get really tripped up when we just like want a partner or a child or a friend or a colleague to just be different than what they are or more similar to us. And I think like whether or not you dig into human design, like it reminds us that we are all wired to operate differently from how we use our energy to how we make decisions, to how we communicate, you know, to where we're really sensitive, like all the things. And I think it brings so much compassion and understanding into relationships to be like, oh, they're really different than me. And these are all the ways how, and this is how I can communicate with them in the way that's going to like bring out their gifts, you know? So yes. it really, it, it is such a powerful tool for individual alignment. And it might even be a more powerful tool for kind of just like deeper connection. Oh, yes. Okay. So I know all of my clients are brand new to human design within the last year or so. So everyone that's listening is probably brand new. Can you go into, I mean, they go onto these different websites. You have your own human, mm-hmm. like your own human design on your website, um, where you plug in your information and then all of a sudden this chart pops up and they're like, what in the world is this? So yeah. where do you start? I went like going into the types and then maybe profiles So you can look up your human design at humandesignblueprint.com. Like you said, it's one of many. Um, And you're going to see this like crazy looking chart. And I just want to kind of like advise people at the outset. Like it's not a very intuitive looking chart. You're not going to look at it and you're like, ah, I get it. You know, it's just like, what are all those numbers and those colors? And what are those weird shapes? Like you start to see how deep it is just by kind of like what the chart looks like. But most importantly, look at your type. And in human design, there are five different types. And this is both one of the most important pieces while also being the first piece, meaning that like, it's so essential to align with this. And there's so much more underneath this, like you and your colleague or friend might both be a certain type, but it doesn't mean that you guys are the same, of course. So we've got projectors, generators, manifesting generators, manifestors, and reflectors. And do you know, you said you looked up your husband's and kids. Do you remember what those are? Yeah, my husband is a four six generator, and then I have a five year old who's a three five generator, and my four year old's a two four projector. Okay, 
So two generators, two projectors. I love yeah. that. Okay. So, and you can reflect, you know, if you have thoughts on how you see this kind of manifesting in family dynamics, I'd love to hear it. I think that like kids tend to express their design really purely when they're young, which is why it's such an amazing parenting tool because you're like, aha, you know, but I think that we get conditioned out of it. You know, we just like then try to be a thing that we're not. And so it's so powerful to learn your kids' designs because you're really kind of giving them permission to be who they are from such an early age. So let's start with the generators and manifesting generators. And so these, and I'll talk about them collectively and then separately. So these are kind of the doers, the builders, the creators, the ones that have the energy and the life force that kind of just build, create, and make it happen. An ideal day for these types might look like one where you wake up energized and excited. You kind of use up your energy throughout the day doing things that really satisfy you and light you up, whether it's what you're working on or who you're spending time with. And then you kind of drop into bed exhausted and fulfilled and wake up energized again. Two of the biggest lessons for both of these types is around boundaries because they have such amazing energy and like vitality and creativity. People can really want to use it. And so really being like very just discerning about where they put their energy and when. And then also another big lesson is around prioritizing their own excitement. You know, when they're lit up and energized, I imagine like it gives you so much energy. And so it's so important for them to kind of really do the things that light them up and see that not as a selfish thing, but actually as a thing that really allows them to have the most positive impact in the world. Manifesting generators specifically are quite multi-passionate, tend to like having their energy in a lot of things at once and their gift is kind of moving very quickly, efficiency. And then generators. So I believe you said that was your five-year-old and your husband. Is that right? Yes. They're both generators. Um, But even as you were talking about generators, um, I can so see this because my husband is in sales, but his passion is woodworking. He can stay up till three in the morning creating. And I'm like, I don't know. And I obviously love it because he creates so much stuff for our house. But I'm like, how do you have like, and I, so yeah, I will probably get into my chart later, but I just, I do have those envious moments of like, I'm so sparked with inspiration. Why can't I just sit down and bust this out? Yeah. I think that like, there is such a tremendous capacity for generators and manifesting generators to make something happen. And the thing is that if they don't use their energy fully throughout the day, like it's going to be hard to sleep. Like they kind of have to like have a battery. They have to like use up, you know? And so like your husband might my husband's also a generator. Like he might kind of drop in a bed and feel like a little bit restless. And it's often like there's more energy, you know, like whether it's working out at night or whatever, like it's nice to kind of get those final things out. Um, and I would just say generators in general, like they just bring so much kind of like mastery, like a steadfast commitment, like such beautiful dedication. Like, and so again, it's all about just channeling their energy in the right direction, doing things that really do light them up. Because like, as you see with the woodworking, like it's just a different thing. Like it doesn't mean your husband is not epic at sales, but like when he's actually lit up, he's going to have like so much energy and be like such an uplifting, energizing, warm, bright presence for everyone. Um, And then the last piece that I would just share for both generators and manifesting generators is that they're both meant to be quite magnetic. They're not really meant to kind of chase after things or try to initiate like new ideas out of nowhere. Like it's all about waiting for things to show up in your world, 
light you up. And once you get lit up in your gut, then you go after them and make them happen. Mm -hmm. So just kind of noticing where things are coming versus where you're kind of forcing. And I would say, given that you have a kid and a husband that's a generator, like it's really useful for you to give them things to respond to, you know? And what I mean by that is instead of like asking your husband, what do you want to see for dinner? Like asking him, like, do you want to go out or cook at home? Like, do you prefer this or this? You know, instead of asking your five-year-old, like what they want to do that day, it's like, do you want to go to the park or like, do you want to go to the pool? Like, do you want to play this game or this game? When you give them things to respond to, there's such an immediate knowing in their gut. And so it can be nice to kind of like proactively give them things to respond to. That's so interesting because I've I've found two even yes and no questions for them. Like my and maybe that's probably something I learned in design is to ask them yes and no questions. And so I've totally used that to my advantage completely to just ask that instead of leaving it open-ended um for them to respond to. It's just um, yeah, like is it a yes or a no for you? Yeah, because you're just like accessing their truth because generators and manifesting generators and like there is some nuance in under other parts of our design, like they're very gut driven people. And so like meaning that like when they're getting a full body gut response towards something, it's really like the right thing for them. And when they're not, it's like just not the right thing. And so like when you ask them specific questions, whether it's options or yes or no, you're basically speaking directly to their gut do you have the energy for this or not? Do you want to do this or not? You know, whereas like if you ask them an open-ended question, it probably gets them into like the vast possibility of the mind where it's like, well, I could do that. And like, maybe this thing would happen. Oh my gosh, but I think yeah. what you want to speak to is the truth of their gut. And like, I can't tell you how powerful this has been with teams. Like I've saw, I've had teams of all generators that have these like really kind of like circuitous, just like these really long meetings. And they're like, talk through it all. And then at the very end of the meeting, like one of them will be like, do you want to do it? And they're like, no. You know what I mean? And it's just like at the beginning, they could have asked that. So I think it really is such a simple but powerful tool to kind of access the truth of both of these types. Yeah. And it definitely helps them because I found that when it's open-ended, it's very, they're very indecisive. And so to provide them with those options, it's like you can waste the energy being indecisive and running in circles, or you can just pick one in a second and go with it. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And there is a piece of our design called our inner authority, which kind of like sheds a bit more light on it, but I don't want to get into it too much to complicate things now. So we'll go to the project. It's endless rabbit hole, you know? And like, and I just want to say kind of at the outset, human design is full of so much juicy information, like so much. And it doesn't mean that you have to learn it all at once. And it doesn't mean that you need to integrate it all at once. And so like, I would just say in general, like making it a rule to kind of take the like few pieces that resonate and like really play with them, but not forcing yourself to kind of memorize everything. I don't think, I think that that is often not as supportive. So let us talk about projectors. So you and your four-year-old are the projectors. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So projectors are not here to be doers. And basically projectors are much better suited to be leaders, guides, managers, teachers, than they are like consistent doers. As projectors, our energy can really ebb and flow. You know, we might have a burst where we can make a lot happen and then need to rest. And so really kind of giving yourself space and rest and moments of ease throughout the day. 
Also, projectors tend to make amazing leaders because they're so sensitive to other people. Like they're just so attuned to other people's energy and they're so good at asking the right questions that they make amazing managers, CEOs, leaders, because they just like really know how to guide people and they're so aware of people. Um, and projectors tend to love systems like human design that really just like deepen their awareness of people. You know, Enneagram, Myers Briggs, it's just like anything that kind of cultivates that understanding of people, I think can be really satisfying for us. Um I'd also say that projector energy works really beautifully one-on-one. -on -one. This is not the like exclusive expression of our energy, but like one of the gifts of projectors is making people feel really recognized and seen. And that's often the easiest in kind of that one-on-one -on -one setting. So even kind of really spending, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with your four-year-old and kind of really to like make them feel recognized and make them feel seen. I think if you have projectors in your life, recognize them, offer them words of affirmation, let them know all the things that you see that is so meaningful for us as projectors to like feel recognized. And the last piece that I would share is that our strategy as a projector is to be invited into things. We're not designed to chase after things. We're not here to initiate. We're here to really kind of invest our energy in the clients and the opportunities and in the romantic partners where we just feel like seen, valued, treasured, and like recognized for who we like most authentically are. And so if you have those spaces in your life, I would invest your energy there. And then the very last piece that I would share here is that when I first discovered this, I was like, how do I build a business? This feels like a really passive strategy. And I learned that so much of our job as projectors is to let ourselves be seen, to make ourselves visible, to like know the invitations come when we like make ourselves visible enough for people to see us. And so for me, like my success or just like things haven't worked out for me when I like pitch people and like yeah. get really specific. But when I just share in a really broad way on Instagram and in newsletters, on podcasts about what I'm interested in and what human design is, it really kind of allows the right invitations to come in. And so I would consider ways that you can really courageously put yourself out there as a projector to kind of let people know that you exist. Mm, that's so good. How does that all feel to you? It totally, re it resonates completely. I'm seeing um, with my four-year-old, the second I found out he, he's a projector, um, I was able to breathe because we've been wondering why is he so hard? Why he's just, he's screaming all the time. He's, and I, I think part of a project, we just don't like being told what to do. Um, I've, I've heard that once. And it's like, all of a sudden, like the clouds kind of opened and his, his profile is a two, four and I'm a five, two. So he has that hermit in the beginning. And so we've been wondering like, why are you so different than your brother? Cause the brother is, mm out exploring, doing, going, going, going. And then Otto is my four-year-old. He just wants to stay in and just kind of like focus in on certain mm. tasks. I don't know if that, I don't even know what the four is because I don't know. Yeah. He just zones in and we're like, what is mm. going on? So, but it is like the second I have someone ask me, even with one-on-one -on -one coaching, like it just comes out of the blue. Are you accepting new one-on-one -on -one clients? And it's like, just something in me is just like, oh my gosh, I've been waiting for this. And then it happens again. And it's like, mm -hmm. just knowing what to say yes to when invitations do come. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just knowing that like, just because an invitation comes doesn't mean it's right for you. Right. It's then that kind of second layer of like, do I feel authentically recognized and seen in this, you know? And I think with Otto, it is just also knowing that like, 
it's not expecting him to keep up with his brother, you know? And it's also really noticing like, what are the things that he loves going deep into? And like, what are, what are the ways that he sees the world that are really fascinating? And so like, wherever you can just be like, I love the way that you see this auto. I love the way that you do this auto. I'd love for you to like join me in this. You want to come with me? Like, you know, just inviting in, like, I think those things can be really opening for projectors and really kind of expansive and give us a lot of energy. Oh, that I'm so excited to integrate that. Uh, yeah, it's such a cool oh. tool of parenting. And I think that it's nice, you know, it's nice as a projector mom. I think it's nice to have that kind of empathy because it's obviously a journey that you're going on right now. And I think that's only going to make you a better guide for him and that, you know, so, um, so it's, it's just really cool to kind of be discovering it and supporting them so early through human design. So the two other types are manifestors and reflectors. Mm-hmm. Manifestors are kind of the initiators, the innovators, the ones that are really good at like initiating and getting the ball rolling, not always here to do all the doing themselves, but often here to kind of get things off the ground. Mm -hmm. Manifestors tend to really value a sense of freedom and autonomy and control. Like they're not really here to be told what to do or managed or guided in any way, like here to do things on their own terms and in their own way and to just feel free. Um, And their energy is going to operate in creative bursts. So they might have a burst where they can make a lot happen very quickly and then need to chill. So really giving themselves that permission. And I'd also remind them that like, while they're really great at initiating, they're not always going to do all the doing. So really kind of allowing and support in their lives. Um, and my last reminder actually for them is around just like trusting themselves enough to be the first. I think a lot of manifestors I've worked with haven't really felt permission to be as powerful as they are. So it's been kind of more sitting back, asking for permission, people pleasing. And so really trusting kind of the bigger and the bolder and the more courageous you are, the more impact you have. Um, And they're really here to initiate and to make the first move and to just kind of keep the people around them in the loop of the decisions they're making. Is that clear? Yeah, it is. Um, Something that's coming through for them is how do you, because most of the people who follow me or work with me are business or starting businesses. So how do you get that support you're needing? So let's say manifestors have this like jerk of inspiration. Like this is such a brilliant idea. How can you create that business or keep going with no support yet? Yeah. Well, one, I would just say that like inform people, like, you know what I mean? Inform people of the support you need. Like, I think again, it's just like just keeping people in the loop so the right support can arrive. If there are people that you feel really drawn to, remember you're here to initiate, so reach out to them. Um, And I would just say like on a day-to-day basis, if there's stuff that you have to do and you don't have the right support, remember that your energy operates in ebbs and flows, you know? Mm -hmm. So instead of putting pressure on yourself to like work a straight eight or nine hours, it's like kind of having moments of like rest and space in between as a way to kind of honor those natural ebbs and flows, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah, it totally makes sense. Um, where my brain because my mom's my mom's a manifester. And um mm-hmm. so I I can see this. I'm just wondering, I there's probably not a right answer for this, but how often the bursts come for them, right? Like she feels things really, really strong and like will be in the zone, very, very dedicated, and then all of a sudden she's it goes into this isn't gonna be this isn't gonna work out. Right. So like the energy has been defeated and then another hit will. So are they all type also multi-passionate or would you just say that's just manifesting generators? 
You know, I think that we use that language mostly with manifesting generators, but often like manifestors are going to want to try different things. Like I see so many manifestors in entrepreneurial settings where they just kind of feel the freedom to like initiate new offerings, new practices, like, and they just kind of really go with where the energy is taking them. I think in terms of how honest, how often those creative bursts happen, it's so case by case. Like I've heard bursts happening over a couple of minutes, over a couple of hours, over a couple of days, over a couple of weeks, you know, but it really is trusting. It sounds like there's maybe a part of your mom that also talks yourself out of the burst mm-hmm. in terms of like, this is not going to work out, you know? So it really is around like trusting what feels right and kind of going all in. And then once you've kind of exerted yourself in that way, taking a moment to pause. And part of why it's so important to kind of like ebb and give yourself permission to rest is that it's often like in the restful periods that the next idea will come through. And so if you're just like doing, 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 you make yourself kind of unavailable for the next things to come through, you know? Mm -hmm. So part of your job is to like rest in order to kind of really stay attuned to kind of what wants to come in next. Okay. So one, one last question before we go into reflectors, Yeah. how can you support yourself? Man, I'm thinking of manifestors and projectors and it probably could go into the generators, but how can you support yourself when the energy is not there when it is that time for rest. I know trust is obviously a huge part of just knowing that's what's you have to trust that part, but how can you support yourself when those you, you crave that energy to come back up and inspire you? Does that make sense? Yeah. I think that like, it's really like we, there's a lot of pressure to just do, 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 do. And there's a lot of like validation of like hustling as the way. I would say like more than anything, it's a thing to experiment with. Like I know for me as a projector, like if I have things back to back, if I just like go, 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 like I'm just not great at any of it. You know what I mean? And I I know that the more I just like create a lot more space in my days, I don't do things back to back. I like really kind of give myself permission to rest. My body's calling for it. Like I'm better in every single way. And Mm -hmm. so like, I think what I would do is I would just kind of start building in pockets. You know what I mean? I've just like, and it could be five minutes, like lying on the bathroom floor, drinking your tea or going for a walk. Like I've just like not doing anything and seeing how it makes you feel. And my experience of doing this is that like, I, things seem to like expand and grow when I do that. And I just like feel so much better. And so I think it's also just like us kind of practicing it enough to really believe it. So for you, what is your experience when you have that hit of it's time to rest. Like what happens? Is it like something in your body where you're like, I'm doing too much. Is it heavy breathing or not breathing? What happens for you? Yeah. It feels more than anything else. Just like a dwindling of energy. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that I'm just like, this email is taking me way longer than it would have like three hours ago. You know, it's like, why am I still working on this? So I think I just can like feel a sense of like depletion and like a lack of creativity. And so I think instead of like being like, oh, I've got to just like really do more. It's like, you know what? Actually, like it might be a really good time to like go walk at my dog, you know, or go take a nap or just read. And like, I think a big lesson for me as a projector has been around allowing in like really unproductive rest. Like I used to feel like rest had to be really productive in addition. So it'd be like, okay, I have this period, like, what am I going to read? What podcast am I going to listen to? What like system am I going to learn? And like, I think really allowing myself to just do nothing and to do things that like aren't achieving anything, you know? And like, and I just, I know how good those things feel for me. I also like, I think because my husband knows my design, it's very supportive because like he'll, he'll observe when I'm kind of pushing myself beyond 
by capacity. And it's just like, Aaron, stop. You know, he, he's really good at helping me set boundaries of like, it's six o'clock, put it all away. I'm like, oh, right. I can do that. You know? So there's such a propensity for us as projectors and as manifestors to be really overzealous and do too much. And so it, it might take a little bit of reminding to kind of give ourselves permission to stop. And it's not that, yeah. And I will say that it's like not about generators and manifesting generators, not resting. Like we obviously all need to rest. I think what I would say for both of those types is what often allows them to rest the deepest is when they feel they fully exerted their energy throughout the day. You know what I mean? When they feel like they're like, oh my God, I've used this up. So in like such a satisfying way. And now I can like drop into bed, whether it's at 6 PM or 10 or one. And I'm like, I just feel like so fulfilled. Like then they just kind of like drop in, you know? And so I think that like, that's often what allows for the most satisfying rest for them. Mm, I can so see that. Yes. Have you joined us in the aligned experience yet? It's my new monthly membership that I specifically designed for those of you who are ready, really ready to feel your experience in alignment. We figure out what alignment feels like in your life and what it feels like to be out of alignment and use those tools so you can have the exact relationships, business, connection, home that you desire so badly. We use breathwork, coaching, and crazy inspirational calls where you will walk away feeling on fire. You'll know exactly what to do next and walk away with the energy of excitement and full inspiration. We're talking about everything in the aligned experience. It doesn't matter where you are in your alignment journey. If you feel called to deepen this practice of knowing what it feels to be in and out of alignment, this is the place for you. We talk business, relationships, wealth, health, and everything that you desire in your own power, and we claim it in there. I just help you get it quicker and faster using alignment in breathwork, coaching, and inspiration calls. If you want more information on the Aligned Experience and the experience that so many women are having in there, head over to the show notes and click on the link. We would love to have you join us in the Aligned Experience. So the last type is Reflector, um, rarest type. And these people, and, and similar to you in some way in your design, and I don't know how much you've dug into the Reflector piece, but basically reflectors are like here to be our collective mirrors. These are people that are deeply sensitive to their physical space. And so you always really get a good sense of how a team is doing our company or community just by how that reflector is showing up. And so it's really important for reflectors to just be such ruthless curators of the people and places they're spending time kind of with and in, because they're going to take in and magnifying so much of that energy within their own body. Um, You know, reflectors are very naturally fluid. They might have periods where they feel like a generator or like a manifesting generator or like a projector or like a manifester. And their job is never to show up in just one way or be just one thing, but honor whatever feels like them that day, you know, and knowing that they are ever, ever evolving, changing, fluid. And like, I always remind them like their job is not to like figure out the one thing they are, but like just tap into like what feels like the most authentic aligned expression of me right now. Um, And then the last piece that I would share is that in the context of business, we call reflectors evaluators because they've got such a gift for kind of seeing and sensing things that so many people don't. And so it's really good for them to be in a situation where their perspective feels like really treasured and recognized and invited in. Mm. It feels like shape-shifting almost. 
Totally, totally shape-shifting. And it's, and it's just like, it's not about like them not being one thing. It's about them having access to everything. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and being able to kind of tap into all of it, which is so cool, you know? And so they really like, I, whenever I'm around a reflector, I'm like, well, what do you think about this? And what do you see about this? Because like, they really just have this really like objective kind of innate wisdom. And so it's really so good for them to be around people that really value that perspective that they carry. Oh, that's so cool. Um, so with reflectors, does that mean everything's open in their chart? Yes. Okay. So basically, in when you look at a chart, there will be centers that are white and centers that are colored in. Okay. The centers that are white are the centers where you are the most open and sensitive to other people's energy. And the centers that are colored in are where the energy is most consistent within you, in you and where you kind of project out and impact others with your energy. And so with every center open, they're sensitive in every possible way. Mm-hmm. So they're taking in a lot, which is what makes them so innately wise. But I think Another lesson for reflectors is around really um, learning how to discern between what's theirs and what's not, you know, so they don't kind of get entangled in feelings that are not their own. So for reflectors, like when it comes to decision making, they're meant to kind of give themselves a full month before they make a big commitment because they kind of need to like really feel into decision over time and kind of like let go of all the stuff that's not theirs to kind of really reconnect to and land in what is theirs. Okay. That's so beautiful. I'm thinking of specifically of one client that I have who is a reflector. She's the only reflector I know. And this is it's wow. just her. It's like Aww. just beautiful. Yeah. I had a reflector client last night and she was so funny. She's like, all my friends are reflectors. I'm like, that is so weird. I've like never heard that, but that's truly amazing. You know? So I think it's really, I I think it's nice for all of us to kind of connect with similar types and very different types. You know, there's such advantages to both, but I would say in particular with reflectors, it's really nice to have an element of community around that because they tend to experience life in such a unique kind of different way. And so it's nice to have that validated by a system, but also kind of validated by each other. Yeah, I can so see that. Um, do you want to get into profiles and what those numbers mean? Or where do you, feel like you want to go into next? Yeah, I'm happy to do that. Um, because I know that you know your you know your kids, so you might be able to kind of observe some of this stuff in them. And I think that like I would say one other piece, and we don't have to go into this, but just for people to like dig into, another really cool piece to look into is called your inner authority. And that basically is around how you make decisions. Um, and so whether it's talking things out or whether it's your gut feeling or whether it's sleeping on things, and that's obviously quite useful because we're making decisions all the time. Um, okay. So profile. So if you look up your design, you'll see that there's like a weird fraction number. So you're a five, two, mm-hmm. your youngest is a two, four, mm-hmm. your husband's a four, six. And remind me what your oldest son is. My five-year-old is three, five, three, five. Okay, great. Mm-hmm. So basically our profile gives us so much juicy information. Like one is around how we're designed to manifest our purpose. Um, also around how we're designed to kind of share our story with the world important things to cultivate in relationship. It's really just like, it's truly so useful. And it's really nice to kind of share elements of your profile. So the fact that you like share the two with your four-year-old and the five with your um, five-year-old is so nice, you know? Um, And the fact that your husband shares it with with the young one, Otto, is amazing as well. So I'm going to start with those who have a one in their profile. And so if you look at your profile and it says something like a one, three or a five, one or a one, four, four, one, that's what I mean. has a one. There's a one somewhere in there. I don't think anyone in your family here has a one, uh-huh. but the one is a, yeah, the one is a very kind of investigative nature. Like 
these people are really here to dive deeply into things and like understand things on a very deep foundational level. Like I would not recommend throwing things on these people without giving them time to like adequately research and dive deeply and like understand things, you know? And if you have a kid who has a one, like really like honoring what they want to dive deep into and just like creating all the opportunities in the world for them to do that. Um, And they really feel the most secure when they're like, my foundation of knowledge is strong. I like really know what I'm talking about. And I would say in terms of marketing to the world, like I would say these people really thrive when they're kind of market their expertise. They kind of like let people know like how strong their foundation is and how much they know. And these are really here to be kind of our experts and authorities. Then we've got our twos. That's going to be you and Otto. Mm -hmm. And the two is a very hermity energy. And this doesn't mean that you've got a hermit all the time, but I would say like, it's always going to be in balance with a more outward energy. But I think that like pulling away to be alone and to be in your own flow is so restorative for both of you. And so like, I would really, especially as projectors. So I would just definitely make sure that like you honor that need for time alone, but also the people around you, like your. I'd also say what comes with the two is like this, like innate genius quality where you might find that like the things that like the things that you are meant to be like paid for and like where you create the most value are the things that come the most easy and the most natural to you, you know? And so you might be like, I don't even know how to explain how I do what I do. I just do it. And that's like so natural with the twos. Like you're just a natural. You just like, it doesn't mean you can't cultivate your talent, but like really following the things that come easy, even when you can't explain it. And often like really good people for you are the ones that just like see your natural genius and kind of call, call it out of you and pull it out of you. So do you feel that within yourself and do you see that in auto? Yes. I even see yeah. that because I, um, just systems are so easy for me. So easy. And so that's why most of my clients come in is because they're like, how do you do this specific thing? But I also can just see it very easily. So when people come into me with a problem, I can see step by step by step on what they need to do, especially when it comes to schedules and home, like how to manage your household and manage the business side together. I can see it so clearly, but it did just come naturally to me. So when clients come in and they're like jumbled, I have to remind myself that they can't see it, right? Like they can't let, they can't see it from start to beginning. Like I can or start to end. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's yeah. just, I'm yeah, I'm, I need to, I want to look more into autos because you have a two in your profile, don't you? Yep. Okay. I have a two as well. And like one, the harmony thing is so real for me. Um, and then secondly, um, secondly, I think that like, I've been hired for jobs in really weird ways. Like the last job that I had before starting my own business was like, this, I like, I, I hosted this gathering and this guy came and then like afterwards he was opening this really beautiful new project and, and building in New York. And he was like, I want to hire you. And I was like, for what? You know what I mean? And he's like, I don't know. Like, I just need you to be part of it. I was like, do you want a resume? Like a cover letter? He's like, I don't want any of it. I just want you. And I'm like, I don't get it. He's like, I don't either. Like, so I just feel like I've been hired in so many weird ways in the past where it's just very much like, there's something about you that I want here, you know? And like, And we discovered what that was, but I just feel like there were moments where I was like, I can't explain it. Like, can you? And so I just think that it really is, it's been nice to do that. And like, obviously I've dedicated my career at this time to like a system, but I also like, I built a really strong foundation in the system. And I also give myself permission to just like communicate about it in a way that just feels fun to me. And that feels good to me. And I just like, and I can try to teach people those things, but I also just know that like there's my own quality that I'm going to bring to any of this that I have to kind of just trust and lean into. 
great. Oh, that's that makes so sense. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So then. Okay. So then we've got a three, which is the five-year-old. Yeah, so Mac. Yep. Max. Max. So the th- Mac. Okay. So the three is like the experimenter. Like he's really here to like bump into things and make mistakes and like get his hands dirty and play. And like, you might be like, Max, Mac, don't touch the stove. And he's like, I have to try it. I have to like just discover for myself that it doesn't, that it's going to burn me, you know? And like, that's obviously a terrible example, but you know what I mean? That like, he like has to learn things firsthand to kind of like actually embody the lesson. And so like one thing I would remind you of is like, give him all the permission in the world, like play and experiment as like, at least in an appropriate way and know that he learns so much by doing and like say you know oh my god it's such a sweet client like a while ago whose like son also had a three and he was like mom I want to make pancakes outside and it was just like the messiest like just like the craziest thing but it was so fun because she's like he just like he loves learning in that way and I think the best way that you can support him is that like after an experience asking Mac like what'd you learn how Mm -hmm. how will you do better next time you know, it's never about like you messed up or you failed in this way, but it's like, how can you let your learnings like continue to fuel your growth? Um, so I would just say like, give him permission to experiment, know that he learns through trial and error. It's never about like failure or mistakes, but just like everything that doesn't work brings him closer to what does. And know that while you might tell him not to do something or to do something, like it's not until he experiences it firsthand that he's actually going to trust that. Oh, like feel that? spot on. Yes. And I think Brad and I have done such a great job. Thankfully he was our first. And because we just, we let him, he climbs the trees, he climbs the fences. And we've always like, people look at us and they're like, how are you letting him do this? But we've all, we, and I didn't realize it until now, but we've had that, um, just that intuition, I guess, is we keep saying, well, he'll learn. Like if he follows, he'll learn. And, but we have said that his whole life. And so he is a four-year-old on the dirt bike that's going batshit crazy in the parking lot. But it's because we're like, if he falls, he just gets back up. So that's interesting. I didn't tie that because I don't know anything about threes, but I didn't tie that together. So that makes perfect sense. Mm, I love that. And like, one thing I'll say is like, obviously he's young now, but like, there's so much wisdom in the threes because like they just carry so much experiential wisdom. Like they're the ones that read the books that are like, I made all these mistakes. I filled in all these ways. I learned all these things and this is how you can do better, you know? And Mm -hmm. so like, I always try to remind the threes, like share what you're learning with the world because like your lessons like aren't really meant to stay contained with you. Like they really like offer so much to the world around you. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Then we've got fours. So this is going to be your husband. Yep. Husband and auto. Mm -hmm. Oh, husband and auto. Right. Okay. And so an auto has such an interesting one because he has a profile, the two, four that can feel like these seemingly contradictory parts of himself. And they're both so important. Mm -hmm. So the four is all around community. And it basically means that like their opportunities, both your husband and autos are meant to come through their friends, their network, their colleagues, the people that they know. And so like, like having a nourishing your community, like really creates opportunity in every area of your life. You know, it's like natural for you to kind of like meet somebody through like a meet, like start dating somebody that was a friend or introduce you through a friend, you know, to like, like find a job through a former colleague to have your first clients be friends. And so I would just like encourage all fours to really invest in and nourish your network. Um, And so I think for your husband, it doesn't mean that he needs all the relationships in the world, but I think having healthy relationships and investing in those really will expand every part of his life. And I think similar with Otto, like Otto's four, you know, but I think that like 
I would really just pay attention to his relationships because it really is going to have such an impact on him. And I think what's so interesting about Otto is that like, there's such a harmony part of him and there's also such a need for community and like such a warm part of him. And so it's all about finding balance. Like if anyone is a two, four, like your work is to not spend so much time alone that people can't see you and then not spend so much time with people that you get totally fatigued. And so it's just staying really attuned to kind of when it's time to like pull away and when it's time to be around other people. Oh, that that's interesting how, how different it is. Cause I, but I do see that as his parent of, he, he's getting super tired and he can go and play by himself, but it would like, that's why I love human design, like as a parenting tool, because we totally. wondered why isn't he going out and playing like Mac? Why is he like throwing totally. fits? And the second he goes in his room and can read a book or play with Legos, he calms. Mm. It makes so much sense. He needs both, you know, and I kind of actually love this part of human design that like, it reminds, and you're going to hear this in your own design in a second, but like, just that it reminds us of these really contradictory parts of ourselves that are both alive. And it's about finding balance. And so like, you're five, two, which is what I mean. And like, these are really different parts of you that both need like light, you know, so um, it's just nice to kind of be like, oh, it's not that like, I'm, you know, that I like, I have to be in just one camp here. Like I really have to find balance between these two things. and know that they're both parts of me, just not all at the same time. Mm-hmm. So the five. So the five is going to be you and Mac. Mm-hmm. The five is around being a natural problem solver, fixer, really good at coming into situations and like saving the day and offering a solution no one has thought of, having a very kind of like innovative, practical, practical perspective, like kind of like the way that you were talking about earlier in terms of like really seeing things for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a couple things. One is that like you're not really here to be saving the day all the time. Like you are like a hermit and you also have to save the day. So like part of you needs to like pull away and just be in your thing and then like come out and offer all your value and then pull back, you know, like it just again go lead and then hermit, lead and then hermit. And I think that like, just because you're a natural problem solver doesn't mean that every problem needs to be solved by you. So I'd also really kind of check in on which ones you feel genuinely excited to solve. And the other piece that I would share for both you and Mac and for anyone with a five is that like, it's really easy for people to project things onto you that like, you could be this kind of coach or this kind of mom or this kind of partner or this kind of friend. And like, And so for you, it's just having the awareness that like, just because somebody sees something in you doesn't really mean it's you. And so I would just be really like, just aware and make sure you're only kind of saying yes to things that really feel like you and not just because somebody else is like, you'd be amazing at this. And you're like, okay. And then you're like, wait, that's not actually me, you know? And, and I would also say with your clients, I would really set very clear expectations in terms of like, this is what I can offer. And like, this is what I can deliver. And this is what you can expect just so you kind of don't leave any space for like unrealistic expectations or kind of illusions. Because again, people see possibility in you, which is an amazing gift, but I think it requires like setting some strong boundaries so that like it stays grounded. Yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. Um, what would some of those boundaries look like? Do you think? The boundaries would be like, you know, um, like if you're working and I don't know enough about your work, but like if you're working with a client and it's just like, you know, you can expect me like on this many calls, you can expect me to kind of like address these kind of things. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I can be a savior in every part of your life, you know? So I think just being like really explicit about the problems that you want to solve for them mm-hmm. and the kind of practical approach that you can bring to things. Does that make sense? It does. And I am even seeing too with, um, problem solving, which this is something I work on constantly. And because I can just see things clearly, 
I hold back because I'm not invited to share my opinion. So I'm like on just whatever's going on. Like I can see like, oh, if they just did this, it would work out. But if I I know if I say it out loud, it's completely uncomfortable and it's unsolicited advice. So it's just, it doesn't feel good for either party. But then there's this, there's this part of me when time has passed and my, the solution I had in my head someone else says, right. And then all of a sudden I'm like, I literally could have told you that like three weeks ago, but I don't say that, but I feel that because I am. Mm. And so I don't know what to do with that. Cause it's like this big and small things where I'm like, they, they, they think that they like had this great idea and I want to be like happy for them. But I literally already thought of that. Like forever ago so what do I do with that <laughs> like it's and so much clients specifically it's clients and friends just like with world stuff and business stuff yeah it's yeah well I think what I would say is that like as the projector like part of your gift is just how you see things and you probably see things like you're very innately insightful and intuitive but like just because you see something doesn't mean people are ready to hear it and if you like deliver it at the wrong time to them, like it's not going to land and it's not going to feel good to you. And so like, instead of like holding back entirely, like if you really feel inspired to share, I would actually just like be like, Hey, like I see something like, are you open to hearing it? You know what I mean? And just kind of like give them a chance to kind of opt into it and really kind of open up their energy to kind of receive your wisdom. And so like, I would just, again, I would give them that chance, but like, again, you might just see things too early and, and not too early, but just before, you know? And so like, and again, this is why it's so important for you to kind of be in relationships where you feel really recognized Mm -hmm. and seen because if it feels like you're in dynamics where that's happening all the time and you're just like, I had a client recently, like, like did that for a client and the client like just attributed to something like entirely different. I'm just like, wow, I feel so unseen, you know? And so I think this is why it's so important to kind of feel like you are in dynamics where you feel really valued and treasured and invited in and recognized because that's going to be the most sustainable use of your energy. Oh, that's so good. I even see too, I've never put it together until now. Um, But I've seen too with my, and I don't know if it has to do with what's inside, but when I really feel called to say something, my voice is very, very shaky and my hands get super, super sweaty. And that's when I can say things out loud. And I, I, now I've been saying like, sorry, my voice is going to be shaking because I just feel so hard for this, but then there'll be times where I'll, I'll feel called to share, but I don't feel that shakiness. And so I know that's a, it's not a full thing yet. Like you can let other people speak. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, there's a part of your design and this is something totally separate. It's called what we call an open throat center is like you might sometimes feel a real pressure to speak, like, like to fill the space, to be heard, to like be seen. And I think a lot of your lesson is very much around like being like, I feel this pressure, but I also know that I'm not meant to speak from pressure. Like I would say probably the most powerful communication for you is because you feel invited in to share or you feel inspired to share, not because you feel any pressure to share. So I think that's another thing to kind of check in on is that like, does this feel pressurized? And if you feel pressure, like, be like, I'm going to count to 10. <laughs> I mean, I love and then if, I still, if it still feels like the right time. And I would remind your husband of that. Like, I would remind, honestly, anyone around you, you in particular, that it's really good to just, like, invite you in to share. Because also, you're a really powerful communicator, not when you plan what you're going to say, but when you just, like, really, like, 
improv. You know what I mean? Like you can just like tune into what needs to be heard in the moment. So if somebody creates the space for you to just like spontaneously offer wisdom, that's probably going to be the most potent for them. Awesome. I feel that. <laughs> so, oh, the six. We didn't talk about the six. Yeah. Let's so the six is your husband. The six is basically yeah. around being like a role model teacher energy. Um, really good at being like naturally inspiring trust in people, taking the higher views, seeing things from like a more objective perspective. Can I ask how old your husband is? He's 30, 35. 35. Okay. So, and I ask because the sixes often at live their life in three phases oh. where the first 30 years of his life was meant to be a time of like tremendous trial and error, just like bumping into things, experimenting, like making mistakes, just like gathering, gathering, gathering. 30 to 50 where he is now is a time to really kind of invest his energy in what works to kind of like find more solidity in his life if he desires it to just like see things with a lot more perspective and to kind of embody wisdom in a deeper and deeper way. And he's actually meant to hit his prime when he turns 50. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that there's like anything to wait for. It just means that he's meant to keep getting better and better and better, you know? And like, he's really kind of meant to serve as like an embodied example of authenticity where like he inspires others to be themselves by just being himself so fully. Oh, he so lives into that. 100%. I love that. Oh, that's so good. It's a nice thing to look forward to. And I think that the sixes, like, while it's true for the sixes, like, there's an element of it that's true for all of us. And so I think it's just like a nice thing to look forward to. Like, it's just like, it's just meant to keep getting better. Yeah, that's that permission slips granted to just keep living in the moment and know that it's just going to get better. Totally. So good. <gasps> we okay. did all the profiles. Yeah. That was so good. Um, I just, I feel like I've learned so much and I've been doing this for a little over a year and just hearing you talk about it, it was just so, so beautiful. Oh my God. It's my pleasure. I talk about this all day, every day. Don't get bored. It's fun. (laughs) So good. Um, any last minute inspiration hits for you, for someone who's coming in, um, I'm specifically thinking of the women who are just getting into this and all of a sudden tons of permission slips are granted because now they're seeing themselves like fully seeing themselves. Um, and I mean, like, I don't have to be like that other person, like, Oh, this is just me. I get to be me mm-hmm. where we're like, I know where to, you start with your, the profile and you go into what type you are, but where to start internal. Is it, um, do you know what I mean? Like, how do you start living into that? Well, I think it's just like one step at a time. Like I would think about your type, your strategy and your authority, how to use your energy, how to create opportunities and how to make decisions. And like, I would just like start asking yourself, like, I know you just ordered your blueprint, but like, and I'm happy to give you guys a discount code for that, but it really like, it's, it's has all these reflective questions because like, it can take time to like be aware of these things in our lives. And so I think kind of returning to those questions and being like, am I living it? You know? But I think that like, I would just start with one piece and start playing with that. Like, I think for me, like I've obviously been doing this for a while now, but like I can like, I I see everything through the lens of human design. And when I like see resistance in my life, I'm like, Oh, I see why that's happening. You know, when there's flow, I'm like, I see why that's happening. So like, it just is going to give you such a beautiful lens to understand yourself. And I think that what my recommendation to start is like one take what feels the most supportive at the moment and like throw the rest away. You can always come back for more. 
And I think whether or not you choose to dig into human design, like let it be a reminder that we are all wired to do things differently. And so you might've taken a marketing course with a coach and it's not working for you. And it doesn't mean that like something's wrong with you. You might just actually find that like that way of marketing doesn't align with your design and who, or who you are. So really kind of taking the time to feel into like the way of parenting, the way of working, the way of partnering, the way of collaborating, the way of being in friendship that really feels good to you and not expecting everyone to be like you and not kind of trying to be like everyone around you. Yeah, that's so good. I think that's a huge piece is, especially for me is knowing people won't, I think like when I found out about human design, all of a sudden I started to completely change because I stopped trying to be someone else. And so a big piece was people are just aren't going to understand and that's okay. Totally. And that's okay. And like releasing the need to kind of be understood and trusting your own way of doing things mm. and knowing that often the right people really are going to see it. Oh, God. It's so good. It's so good. Okay. So tell everyone where they can find you. Um, yes. I did just order my blueprint, but I think you said the is the Valentine's because this will come out probably in four weeks. Um, okay. Well, I'm happy to create a discount code for your listeners. So Valentine's awesome. It'll be over by then. Yeah. Yes. That's is there a word that you like to use? Um, do CEO mindset. Okay, great. So um, I am Erin Claire Jones on Instagram. I share a lot there. Um, my website I have two is humandesignblueprint.com. That's where you can look up your design. And if you want to get your blueprint, it's like a 55 plus page guide to your unique design, kind of walking you through all the most important pieces. So what we talked about today and so much more, it's like, honestly, like a book about you that you can just like continue to return to over time, especially I would say in like moments of resistance or challenge. Um, and you can use the discount code CEO mindset. And then if you want to book a session, partnership, private individual, you can do that on AaronClaireJones.com. So good. I'm excited to just order blueprints for the rest of my family. It's so fun. Oh my God, I can't wait for you to have them. It's so can't fun wait. for family. Yeah. And like people are printing them and it's just like, it can be so cool to give to your kids who are older too. So yes. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Erin. I'm so honored to have you here. Thank you for having me. Have a beautiful day. You too. Let us know you love this episode by writing us a review, share it on Instagram, and make sure you tag me, Coaching with Erin, so that I can message you back and connect with you. If you want to receive my new episodes weekly, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And like always, thank you, Queens, for being here, being you, and owning what you want. Life is so fun with you. I'll talk to you next week.